Welcome to the Theology Research News podcast. Theology Research News provides updates from K. Leuven's Faculty of Theology and Religious Studies to a worldwide academic audience. It features interviews with faculty members, discussions with visiting scholars, and updates about our publications, conferences, and other events. Please visit TRN at theologyresearchnews.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you very much for having the opportunity to talk to you about climate change, corona, and Christianity, religious education for sustainable development in a wounded world. My name is Claudia Gärtner, and as, as you can hear, I'm from Germany, Dortmund. I'm a professor of practical theology and religious education at the Technical University of Dortmund. You probably know these uh, 17 sustainable development goals. The UNESCO has placed a global action program on education for sustainable development to meet those goals. For education for sustainable development, goal 4.7 is quite important. I quote, UNESCO aims to improve access to quality education and sustainable development at all levels and in all social contexts to transform society by reorienting education and help people to develop knowledge, skills, values and behaviors needed for sustainable development. It is about including sustainable development issues such as climate change and biodiversity in the teaching and learning. Individuals are encouraged to be responsible actors who resolve challenges, respect cultural diversity, and contribute to creating a more sustainable world. My question now for the next 10-15 minutes is, what kind of contribution can religious education make to meet those goals? So let's get a deeper insight into the goal for seven. The goal for seven wants to develop knowledge, skills, values, and behaviors. These are kind of formal competences who are lacking a normative orientation. If you read on, there are some vague references to concepts of justice, but that's it. Further on, it's about individuals who have to be encouraged to be responsible actors. So it's kind of a drive to individualize the problem solving. And the responsible actors just have to resolve challenges, respect cultural diversity, and contribute to creating a more sustainable world. But there's no word about possible conflicts that might arise between these um, sustainable goals. The students just have to keep coping constructively with divergencies and conflicts. But how? This figure demonstrates that there are many conflicts between the sustainability goals. For example, the conflicts between ecology, economy and society. In this perspective, Huckle and Waltz evaluated the previous decade of education for sustainable development as followed. I quote, The UNESCO has trimmed and taped the decade of education for sustainable development so that it does not challenge neoliberalism and fails to develop global education for sustainability citizenship. The concept of sustainability has its origins in economy and it has an anthropocentric perspective. Usually the goal of education is education. It aims to form educated subjects. 
but education for sustainability tends to functionalize education and transfer problem solving to future generations. To summarize, at the moment ESD is the most widespread influential concept. So in a way, religious education has to deal with ESD. Nevertheless, religious education should not seamlessly continue ESD because of its shown points of criticism. In my point of view, religious education has to be focused in a more normative and political manner. So what can be the Christian input into uh, political religious education for sustainable development? First of all, religious education is value-based, is oriented in a normative way. On this base, religious traditions of sustainability, like sufficiency, poverty sharing, can be introduced into ESD. Secondly, Christian theology can introduce its political dimensions into religious education, as for example, its concepts of otherness, eschatology, creation, or interruption in the sense of Johann Baptist Metz. And finally, Christianity can offer spiritual and aesthetics resources that might help to deal with challenges of climate change. But by introducing these dimensions to religious education, religious education has to deal with four dilemmas, at least. I want to give you a small insight into these dilemmas. First dilemma, between normativity and plurality. Religious education takes place in a plural and post-secular society. So are the Christian concepts, traditions, values, beliefs still relevant and plausible in the society? Is it possible to introduce these Christian dimensions into ESD? Or is it overwhelming for the students? So in a nutshell, the challenges for religious education. It's the task of religious education to translate religion into secular discourses as proposed, for example, by Habermas. It has to look for possibilities to interrupt non-religious discourses and thereby avoid overwhelming. One possibility is to introduce normative positions very transparently, refractively, and in the same time controversially to ESD. The most difficult part can be to preserve religious logic, for example, in many school books for education, you can see units about collecting waste, saving water, and combining it with the theology of creation. But religious education for sustainable development must go further on. Second dilemma between determinism and hope of change. On the one hand, we live in a hegemonial capitalism and also all of our students, as ourselves, are entangled in the system. On the other hand, we believe in the message of the kingdom of God, and we want to teach about resistance, hope, and also the alternative practices and experiences of otherness that might arise of the message of the kingdom of God. So how can we teach the hope of change in a determined world to students living in this world? Rich education often hopes to contribute to change, 
I share this kind of hope, but nevertheless we must face the limitations of it. So I think it is quite important also introduce eschatological hermeneutics into ritual education. Our practice will also always be preliminary practice that has to be completed throughout. So we cannot aim to pre-configure a utopian society, but we also have to deal with repeated failure due to freedom, sinfulness and structural human guilt. In religious education, I think we have to concentrate on a refigurative practice. We have to deal with repetitive creation of utopian present in a dynamic society. Third dilemma, ER between self-purpose and functionalization. As you all know, religion is a source of resilience, for example, dealing with environmental catastrophes. In religious education, the spiritual dimension is quite important. On the other hand, religion is also a source of resistance, for example, against environmental destruction. So the challenge for religious education is to combine the spiritual and political dimension. Thereby, religious education has to reflect that religion has a spiritual and political function, which can be a huge benefit to religious ESD. At the same time, religion can also be functionalized, for example, if the spiritual dimension is functionalized just to keep the spirits up in times of crisis without trying to change the origins of the crisis. Instead of focusing on the functions of religion, religious ESD might focus on the service of religion to humanity and the wounded world. And finally, the fourth dilemma between truth claim and suspicion of ideology. Religion claims to be true. And because of this claim, it has a different view on other systems claim. Therein lies the criticism of ideologies such as capitalism and neoliberalism. But especially in regard of the topic of climate change, Christianity has to face its own ideological entanglements, for example, anthropocentrism. So the challenge in teaching religious ESD is to be permanently self-critical of the own ideologies for, of religious traditions. But also the ER teachers have to be self-critical of their own role and their own religious practice. I want to give you a small example of what I call a refigurative religious education for sustainable development. It's a small example that takes place in a Capuchin monastery in Münster. Monastic life can be considered as a heterotope of sustainability, but at the same time, monastic life can be regarded as a form of criticism and provocation of a non-sustainable society. When I once ran an information stand with Fridays for Future, a religious sister had by far the smallest CO2 footprint of all passers-by. But sufficiency and sustainability is first of all religiously founded, not environmentally. Nevertheless, the cloister, and especially the cloister garden, can be seen as a space of holistic religious education. And the pictures you can see the Capuchin cloister garden in Münster, who organizes spiritual gardening for children. And this cloister garden was also awarded a UN prize of biodiversity and sustainability.
So can monistic life serve as a model of another world is possible? Can it serve as a model where students can learn how to live a sustainable life, a good life? I think it's not that easy, especially in regard of the four dilemmas I mentioned before. In religious education for sustainable development, you can and you have to be aware of the conflicts and dilemmas monastery life has to deal with itself. Monks also live in a capitalistic world. They have to deal with non-sustainable structures and have to make decisions within these structures. For example, whether to stay in a huge old monastery or to move in a small, energy-sufficient apartment. Whether to buy a new IT system by Apple or not. So religious education for sustainable development cannot regard monastery life as a prefigurative sustainable world. But it can be regarded as a kind of refigurative practice that tries to create a, an utopian sustainable life in a non-sustainable post-secular society. But that also fails from time to time. In this point of view, a cloister garden can be a religious, a spiritual place of another sustainable world that does interrupt capitalistic, non-sustainable logic. And in this sense, it can also serve as a model of religious education for sustainable development. If you want to take a closer insight into my outlined thoughts, you can download one chapter of my new book here. And if you want to get a broader horizon of my thoughts, you have to read the book as a whole. Thank you very much.